Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. I wanted to get a quick announcement out of the way due to work schedules. Julia had to drop the game. And in response to this, we picked up a wild Brit into our party. Throughout the next few episodes, I'll be putting in bits of her personal session and exaltation until her character meets up with the group. In this episode, the group keeps their hands off the comic book club, Lenny sees the Big Apple, and Marcy has a pretty normal day. This is Exalted versus World of Dark. Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 4, Art Appreciation 104. As you guys cross campus and uh, get to where that you guys know the abandoned club building is, uh, it is a large building uh, that is uh, that has its own like like just structure set up for people to come and go. Well, it's not large. I should say it's like a one-story building. It's like just a basic thing where that uh, some clubs might have once gathered. Um, it's got a couple rooms in it, but it looks really like beaten up and like run down. Like there's some broken, there's some broken windows and like barred over, uh, barred over doors. And like, there are just weeds growing all over the place. And the only sign of entry that you can see into there is where that want, uh, there was a, there's a side entrance that looks like someone had recently pried some uh, some boards off of it. This is some haunted house shit, Brendan. Could be. God damn it. Okay. So, I get when the friends and needs you help some, but what exactly are we doing here again? Apparently, Aaron had a very long night full of alcohol and self-loathing. And uh, ended up in this clubhouse with a particular uh, lady, and she's keeping him trapped in here. Oh, Mama told me about those ladies of the nights. I and get it. That do be how it is sometimes. Though. <laughs> I try to make my way into the the door that got the the window that got pried open. Okay, uh, going in through the through there. As soon as that any of you guys cross the threshold, please make me a perception and awareness check at difficulty uh, eight for Christina and seven for the other two. Perception and what was it? Awareness. Oh, my, I forget. My alertness and awareness are the same, so it's still eight dice no matter what. You said eight for Yes, eight for you since you don't have any... Uh, fancy things that let you uh, deal with the spirit world or anything. Nope. It hadn't have been for that one. It's so fun getting to see, like, oh, this is what they're good at. This is what they're not great at. Oh, wow. Fucking Cody. Jesus. I'm actually good at this. I just didn't roll well and my difficulty yeah. was higher. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone who needs caffeine to function isn't someone who would have high awareness and perception. Cassandra and Liv don't really notice it as they go through, but uh, Leonard does notice that there is a, for whatever reason, you do notice a uh, stark drop in temperature once you get in, and not the kind that's like, oh, this is a nice feeling of walking into a house uh, that has the AC blasting after being outside all day. It's like, 
like that cold stale air yeah yeah like like cold stale air and you specifically see what looks like around a corner uh, as you go down it looks like a short uh figure in a white and black hoodie is kind of just walking away from you guys it's because of my exposed midriff isn't it yes it's because of your exposed midriff i'm gonna point at the uh figure and be like hey uh hey Liv, is is that your friend he doesn't look tied up i looked at where he points you do get a brief glimpse of the uh, the figure, but as soon as it, your eyes kind of try to take it in, it looks like it kind of fades out of uh, of existence. As it, you're not a hundred percent sure this place is kind of dark. Does this place give me like a weird vibe? Um, I wouldn't say it gives you a weird vibe. The other two might be getting weird vibes, though. It definitely feels a little bit more uh, comfy to you. Gotcha. And am I pinging more so than usual? Oh, you mean more so than just Oliver? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I feel like I actually need to look that up for that answer. Oh, my cast mark burns and itches when I'm standing in the presence of Oliver. Awkward. I think starting with Oliver was a mistake. Cody's never going to let it go. Nope. Yep. Uh, wow. Written clear as day. Um, your mark is itching uh, way more than uh, it was before. And the mark's on my forehead, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start scratching the shit out of my forehead. It's like, ugh. Why don't it go away? Leonard, are you unwell? It, uh, it, it continues to uh, feel weird uh, as that uh, basically it, it was the worst when that you saw that person. And then it has started to fade a little bit more as time has gone on. Gotcha. Brendan, I'd like to like look around and see kind of what's maybe what happened or how it came to this. Um, I have a cult. I also have some investigation. Uh, investigation would be the thing to do. I would say perception and investigation. Uh, standard difficulty. Now, were they short, like, Cass's short, or were they, like, average height short? They were short like Cass's short. Weird. She's, like, five feet or shorter. I know I said five feet last time, but I think she technically needs to be a little bit under five feet. She's tinier than Brit. Imagine that. Uh huh. All right. Um, so pretty good. That's pretty fucking good. So looking around the place uh, with a little bit of help from like phone flashlights or like any kind of like source of light that you guys might have. You see that this area has been abandoned for clearly a while. There are posters that are hanging up and no one has ever come to clean this place out, probably due to whatever exactly is going on here because of that you kind of have a little bit more of an idea of who might have once used this area there's a lot of hanging posters uh depicting uh superheroes and things like that there's nerds okay yeah there's a bunch of nerds here 
but at, but with as many successes as you got, uh, as you guys continue down the hallway, um, on a Batman poster or something like that, you see a like bloody handprint on the the glass of it that is there for just a moment, and then it kind of fades away almost like ethereally like you're kind of like looking at the poster and then just suddenly it's just like boom like just handprint like right in front of your face i'm gonna catch simple man Freebird as he jumps into my arm scooby-doo style i was about to say is it very scooby-doo style <laughs> oh my god guys we really are the the gang do we have we have two two girls and two guys and a dog Okay, but also, we couldn't be less like the gang. But we're totally the Scooby-Doo gang. That makes you Fred. Congrats, Tyler. That's why we're nothing at all like the Scooby-Doo gang. Because none of us are Fred. Uh, excuse me? Fred was pretty useless. <laughs> Tall, buff, useless, blonde. I am very Freddy, thank you very much. That's fair. And while it's not marijuana, I am addicted to something. So maybe I'm shaky. No, I'm wrong. Uh, Christina, um, Julia is totally shaggy. Yeah, I can see that. You, you're Daphne, and I'm Vilma. Fuck that, nah. T tell me I'm not Vilma. I mean, with the fact that you built an intelligence character, yeah, you can be Vilma, but I'm not fucking Daphne or Fred. Everybody can go screw themselves. Moving on. Hey, I rescind. I'm bringing it. I'm rescinding my comparison. You started this war. I know where you live. Don't try me. So, uh, as you guys are looking at this, um, suddenly there is a loud uh, banging from uh, one of the rooms, uh, like right next to you guys, as the sound of multiple chairs being thrown on the ground is heard. I pretty and, quickly move into that room. Yeah, there is a... Uh, as soon as you get there, you can hear the the sound of your friend Aaron, or your coworker Aaron just being like, Oh, come on, just let me out of here. I've been in here for two days. Like, you gotta just... Just please let me out. And there's this ghostly, like... Like, kind of halfway there, just... <laughs> No, no, no. You stayed here. You spent the night with me. That means that we're married now. And you can see that the uh, there is a girl uh, in a black and white hoodie who is uh, slightly see-through and is sitting on a desk and is about Cass's size. Can I make a quick occult roll before we uh, get down to nest to, to fighting or whatever this is going to be? Uh, yeah, sure. The question is: Is did anybody bring the ghost punching chain? Implying I'm not a ghost punching chain. Fair. Not great, but probably okay. Okay. Uh, what are you looking to figure out? Uh, I'm I'm kind of like looking. This is like a cult, like academics occult, like folklore like if you stay in a house with somebody for an entire day you're married type deal or like the appearance of the girl and stuff like that let's see okay so i'm gonna give you two i'm gonna give you a, a thing for this um 
you don't really get anything off of staying in a house for a day and being married. Like that just seems a little weird. But you have heard rumors around school about a murder that happened in this uh, in this building about ten years back, and there were uh, three kids who got murdered, and uh, they were uh, there was one girl and two guys who got murdered. Okay, but yeah, I, I calmly walk into the room. Um, as soon as that you walk into the room, uh, you can see flanking, not flanking you, but sitting down in a desk is another person. Uh, a young a young man with way too black eyes and again, slightly see-through, and it looks like he is holding a it looks like he's holding a, uh, like a digital art pad and is slightly floating above the desk. And he looks to you and he begins to calmly draw. I'm going to not so calmly run into the room. I'm just going to walk in there and just look around, try and figure out what the fuck is going on. What, why is everybody... Is your friend okay, Liv? That's a good question. Aaron, um, are you okay? Aaron uh, looks to you and goes, Oh, oh, thank God, Oliver, you're here. Oh, man, this this crazy girl and her friends haven't haven't let me out of here. They said that uh, they said that the house won't let me out of here unless, of course, I marry her. Oh, we're we uh, see. Liv told us that we were coming here to save you. If you would have told me we were coming here for a wedding, I would have brought my nice clothes. Lenny, we're not here for a wedding. We're, we're definitely here to get him out of here. The girl looks to you all and just goes, "Ah, Your friend here stumbled into my house drunk and decided to lay out all of his problems with me. And, well, one thing led to another. And I think the young man should learn to take responsibility. No, when you say one thing led to another, like, does he need to pay for therapy? Did he have sex with you? Like, what are we talking here? That second She's just one. Very blunt <laughs> about it. She she blushes and then she goes the 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 second one. Okay, well the. You know, medically, uh, while riveting, your sexual intercourse is not precedent for any short sort of ownership. Come on, Aaron, let's go now. Wait, so you did the boot scoot and boogie before getting married? Yes, yeah, Lenny, but... you can do that. It is frowned upon in some polite societies, though. I'm just gonna walk over to to Aaron and like help him up. Come on now. Um, as that he gets up, you see that he knocks something over uh, or something tumbles out of his pocket. Um, and the rest of you all do not see this besides uh, Liv, but the ghosts do see this as well. There is a coffee mug that uh, is upright. Uh, as it falls and looks to be filled with uh, with a ghostly, uh, with a transparent uh, m- mud color with some transparent <laughs> mud. Huh. Interesting. Take this for the road, I guess. And I pick up the cup and continue leading Aaron out. <laughs> Using Simple Man's sense of smell, do I smell ghost coffee? Um... Uh, Yes. Dope. 
Um, so as you're leaving, there is a uh, a tall young man who uh, is in uh, what looks like pajamas and that are uh, that would have normally been white and are stained red. And he approaches you guys. Um, he again is also slightly see through. So uh, you just you're just gonna leave then. When you say yeah. stained red, it, he stained looks red like as in he wiped his hands, or as he was stabbed multiple times, and as in he was blood. stabbed multiple times. Okay, cool. Yeah, that is currently currently the plan. Yep, have fun. We're leaving. Since there's not going to be a wedding, I guess. Yeah, we're we're leaving. All right. Well, if you ever need any help then, you know, just come back here. It's weird that we get a group of people that can see us. Yeah. There's a lot of weird things going on lately. It's yeah. fine. Everything will be fine. As you guys are leaving, uh, one of the, 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 the small kid who, or the small boy who had the, uh, the digital art pad kind of walks up to, uh, to Cass and tugs at her uh, sleeve. Yeah. Uh, without saying any words, he shows you a really good picture of you all looking like superheroes. Oh, that's neat. I assume it's like, I can't touch the picture or anything, right? Not without any charms. Yeah, I don't have anything yet for, for ghosty touches. But he is but able I, to show you, and he is—he uh, does not speak. But he, uh, but due to their supernatural nature, they have uh, managed to capture something of your essence, for lack of a better word, in the drawing. I look at it. That's really neat. I like it. Good job. He smiles and gives you a thumbs up, and. Cass, Lenny, I have a favor to ask of you. Yeah? This is Aaron's address. Please take him back home. A couple of, I'll catch up with you guys later. Hey. You gonna be good? Of course. Or wouldn't I be? I don't know. I mean, you got shot the one time. Um, try not to get shot again. I'll work my best on that. I'm gonna have Simple Man Freebird stay with Liv while we take uh, Aaron home. Okay. Come on, Aaron. Let's go get you cleaned up, get you home, and have you sleep in a real bed. And uh, maybe lay off the alcohol, Aaron. He he nods, and as that he leaves out of sight, the uh, the ghost girl pouts and waves to him and goes, "Well, maybe next time we can have some more fun." Shame on your wedding getting canceled, bud. But like your girlfriend said, there's always next time. She 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 she's not my she's not my girlfriend, man. She just Aaron. Shh. If you didn't want her to be your girlfriend, you shouldn't have boot scoot and boogie with her. <laughs> Lenny. How... Shh. Sophia. Shh. We're gonna play the no talking game. The the only cast is allowed to talk game. Come on, let's go. Okay, they uh, you guys go, and he directs you to where the his dorm is. 
and after they leave, I calmly sit down, take a deep breath, and be like, all right, let's have a talk, shall we? I'm going to have some of my coffee and just listen to their story. Have some of your coffee or have some of the coffee from the mug? You know what I said. (laughs) Okay, um... You can't put a fresh cup of ghost coffee in front of me and not expect me to have some of it. So, as you take a sip of the coffee, uh, the surrounding haunt appears to grow. uh, uh, Some of the, uh, basically, some of the things that were kind of coming in and out between the real world and the Shadowlands have more solidified themselves. There's a lot less nice things around even if they're covered in dust and uh there's also a lot less dust but now there's also a lot of blood and viscera on the uh on the grounds it does not look like whatever happened here was pretty or quick uh but uh at the same time all three of the ghosts that you've seen do seem to get a little bit more solid and, like, they are able to interact a little better with the world around them. What's that dude to Simple Man Freebird? Uh, Simple Man Freebird's technically a spirit, not a ghost. Ghosts are in the Shadowlands, okay. spirits are in the Penumbra. Just making sure. So, if I'm reading this situation correctly, you all seem to be having some sort of, uh, something to get off your chest, some sort of suffering that you've been bearing the weight of. I'd like you to talk about it if you can. The taller boy uh, comes forward and he talks in in a pretty pretty neutral accent and uh, he's just like, Hey there, I'm uh, I'm Bryce. Uh, The girl over there, that's Annabelle, and the quiet one, that's Will. Um, we got murdered here. We were part of the comic book club. I'm very sorry to hear that, Bryce. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna, we were gonna try and start up our own comic book company at, at a, at a, at a, at a college. You know, like all the greats and everything. That sounds very nice. Please tell me what happened. Well... We were here, want, uh, working a little late, and uh, well, one of the uh, one of the other kids or someone broke in and decided it was time to well. They just broke. They 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 took us all out. You know, you don't really like to think about yourself dying, but look at where we are, man. What would make you feel better? What would make the pain go away? I don't know, man. Like, if we got to, like, maybe see some real, like, I don't know, like, we're ghosts. So obviously that means that, like, supernatural, like, stuff is real. But we can't really leave the building. So, like... I don't know. We just wanted to make comics. Hmm. Brendan, can I make an occult role as to how to, what I could do to maybe help them? I'm not really sure how the game world works, but 
I might know in character. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, intelligence and occult would be the right thing to do. You know that a couple things you could do uh, that seem pretty common among stuff that you've read before is either you could do the old laying their body to rest and uh, like burning it or salting it. Uh, if you could find their bodies, you could also uh, have them complete their unfinished deeds and also finding out like bringing them, bringing their murderer to justice might also do it. There's there's a couple ways you could go about solving this problem. Let me ask you this. What emotion is tied to your untimely demise? Do you feel like you you were taken too early, like you didn't have anything to show for life? Do you feel angry? Do you feel nothing? Let's let's break that down. I am addressing all of them, not just Bryce. Bryce uh yeah, man, I I feel like that I'm I'm just really upset that I got, uh, that I got murdered. You know, man, like I, I was on school grounds, I was safe. That's what I thought, and then this all happened. It's it's fucking crazy. Uh, the girl Annabelle is like, I'm just upset that I didn't get to actually make any of the comics or anything that I wanted to. I feel like it was a waste of talent. And the little one, Will, who has not talked yet, uh, has basically uh, like flips over his uh, his drawing pad and just and just it looks like he has he has drawn himself uh, with a crying face. And there's like the best way I can put it is, is that the interpretation is, is that he is upset about not having done anything. Well, if I could help you make a comic book, would that make you feel better? Uh, Annabelle and William actually begin to nod very rapidly. They, they, they seem very excited about the prospect. Bryce, on the other hand, it takes him a little bit, but he nods and he goes, yeah, um, if you, y yeah, actually, maybe you could get a way to, I don't know, like, show off our comics to, like, some of the other people, like the, like the living people, you know? What do you need to do that? Just, uh, I don't know, whenever you got time, just come and tell, like... Bryce or Annabelle here, or me, like a story, or sorry, Will or Annabelle. This is Bryce talking. You just come, come and tell us a story, and I'm sure that we can, uh, we can whip something up for you. Uh, you already seen Will's a great drawer, and uh, Annabelle's our, uh, our colorist, and uh, I'm the, well, I was the guy who was figuring out all the money stuff, but uh, just, you know, ghosts and money ain't exactly the. Uh, super common thing like <laughs> also we can't leave this building for whatever reason so almost certainly because you died well very recently um me and a couple classmates uh, had some pretty interesting things happen to us 
I can't speak for them. But if you'd like, I can tell you what happened to me. They nod. Uh, do you just give them like the uh, the gist of what happened? Totally. I'm not. This character isn't big. I'm like. I'm just gonna like. There's no holding anything back. I'm just gonna say exactly what happened. Okay. I'm not very good on the uh, the grandiose swooping alliteration. It's not really my cup of tea. But I have a feeling it's your cup. Uh, Bryce nods and then has a great and then just kind of like perks up as he looks like he has a great idea. It's like, I know if I'm not going to be the producer, I can be a writer. I was in college for creative writing. And uh, he gets to work on the script as the other two are drawing away. Very well. Uh, well, if it's okay with you, I think I'll leave you all to it. Unless you need anything else from me while I'm here. Annabelle looks up. Tell Aaron not to be a stranger. I really had a great time. I'll convey that, but I'd be surprised if that worked out for you. But I'll tell him. Uh, so as you leave, uh, you do get the feeling that the uh, that coffee cup is yours. Oh, do I need to? Do I need to leave that here? Technically. Um, you know that uh, once you touch it the first time, you know that the physical coffee cup is not the artifact. The physical coffee cup does exist in the real world. The artifact is the refilling ghost coffee. Excellent. Ghost coffee. Ectoplasm brew. Yeah, so so basically, like, you can constantly have the uh, the thing on you, You but to actually get the effects from the artifact and do the drinking, you would either have to be in a place where the shroud is weak or uh, already, or do it, have a charm where you can poke your head in. Now question, does this, can does this constitute something I could do my anima to dragon line transport to? You know what? Uh, as a place of ghostly power, I'm going to say yes. Neat. All right. And I guess I head on out back to what time of day is it now? It's uh, it's going to be late. Uh, the sun is beginning to set. I guess I'll shoot a text to Cass and Lenny to see if they're still doing anything. But if not, I guess I'll just head back to my uh, apartment dorm. That's the word. Miss Marcy Bartello, who is currently sitting in uh, her sitting in her class for Introduction to Criminal Science with Professor Lydia. Uh, Britt, would you go ahead and give a qu quick description of Marcy for us? Sure. So Marcy is five foot eight and 185 pounds. She's relatively thin and average to tall height. Um, she's got long black hair and her eyes are a bright blue. Uh, normally she can be seen wearing baggy or oversized like sweaters or sweatshirts, ripped skinny jeans and some combat boots, a messenger bag, and her hair is usually down or pulled back in a ponytail. So you are sitting there and the professor is going on about uh, some basic stuff that 
basically she's asking the class to define like the differences between like what is manslaughter what is a felony blah 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 basic criminal science stuff that she's going on that she's going on about uh you notice that uh actually Britt, uh where in the class does marcy sit um not like all the way up front probably closer to like the middle to like middle front i guess so you notice that uh, uh the seat next to you is empty which is extraordinarily weird because the uh the person that sits next to you is like almost never late they are well you know them pretty well they're uh since coming to school they've become one of your closest friends and also your roommate um, so it is extraordinarily weird that your roommate is not here, like, on time at all. As soon as that you're thinking that, the door opens, and the familiar form of your roommate uh, comes walking in with uh, her heels clicking on the linoleum. Is that what's on in fucking schools? Uh, colleges, I think, tend to have either linoleum in the hallways and, like, a, don't, isn't it, like, carpeted sometimes? Uh, it's usually, like, linoleum. It's usually yeah, okay. crappy, I'm like, tile-looking linoleum shit. I'm thinking of, like, auditoriums that are carpeted. Uh, so her heels are clicking on the linoleum. She's, like, dressed up like she always is with a cute dress, white ruffled shirt underneath with a a cute cut black haircut and she sits in your seat next to you and she pulls out a single die that she sets on that she sets on her desk which is extraordinarily weird because you know that she as like a kind of a ritual of luck you could say she always usually keeps two on her the teacher looks over and she just goes Oh, how nice of you to finally join us, Miss Gant. Do you have an excuse for being late to my class? And your friend, Francisca, uh, replies uh, very courteously. No, no, teacher, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, you see, I ran into an old friend from, uh, from Germany and we had to catch up and you can you can kind of see that she is pretty pissed off about something. Um, I guess after she gets settled and stuff, I'll just kind of lean over to her and kind of softly so I'm not, like, loud talking in class and just ask her, like, hey, what happened? Is everything all right? No, Marcy, everything is not all right. I, I ran into one of the, uh, one of, one of the other girls who uh, plays on the on the gambling circuits, and uh, she kind of raises her wrist. I lost one of uh, one of my friend's uh, gifts, and then her friend had the audacity to call me a Nazi. That is that is rude. Does who would who would do that? Well, uh, an undereducated. Sod, who believes that there's any greater sports in the world than, than football. Ah, so a jock. Yes. Also, it doesn't help that I have not been sleeping very well lately. Uh, 
So, did you notice any of the noises coming from uh, the dorm above us last night? I don't know. Did I? Um, let's go with a so that Brit can get used to rolling. Let's go with a perception and awareness roll. Difficulty six. Okay, Brit. Um, you didn't notice anything the other night. You actually slept better than you have in a while. I'm gonna look at her and be like, uh, no, I didn't I didn't hear anything last night. I actually got some decent sleep for once. She looks uh she looks honestly surprised. And you do notice uh at some point there are two dice on her desk again. Not sure how, not sure when, but one just kind of appeared. It might look a little slobbery. Uh, I'm gonna point at the one that might look a little slobbery and just be like, what was that? Did, did you bring that one in too? I, I thought you only brought one in. She looks at it uh, very confused and thinks about it for a moment and yes, I, I thought that, that one of them fell down a sewer grate, but huh, I don't remember grabbing this one. Maybe... Maybe I forgot it, it, how mad I was at, at that girl. Yeah, may, maybe. Maybe you just were so angry you didn't remember it. I mean, I forget things all the time when I get frustrated or stressed or angry. Um, so, class ends after a little bit. Um, you've taken away knowledge about introduction to criminal, criminal science. I'm not going to go and actually make you all do lectures on on these subjects like as it you and francisca are leaving to go to your next classes um there is an middle-aged man in a policeman's uniform who uh kind of stops you both uh, and he kind of hello ladies uh can i speak with you all for a moment uh i'm gonna look at my roomie and uh then look back and be like uh yeah yeah what's it about oh well uh i got word that some uh some local college kids might have uh been involved in some shady business and i'm going around asking uh just uh just trying to ask some questions here and he pulls out a picture of a tall built blonde kid man who looks like he should be playing in the footballs and it is without a doubt cody's character and immediately francisca goes that one that's the one who was hanging around with ah uh, with that girl ah uh, and they were they were the dumb one you remember you remember marcy i, I was telling you about this during class Oh, that that was the guy? I haven't seen him, but apparently my roommate has. Yes, what did that big uh what did that big stack of meat do? And uh the cop just kind of goes, "Well, uh we believe that him and some of his friends were involved in a uh some gang altercations down near uh nearby pizza place the other night." I mean, did everyone get out okay, or 
was it like just like a little fight like a tiff or like is this like serious stuff uh we think that we're worried that maybe uh we're worried that maybe he's in uh deeper uh than, than he needs to be he might have gotten involved with uh he kind of looks around a little bit like trying to make sure that there's no other adults like or like teachers or like faculty like looking at him and he just kind of goes we think they might be involved in mafia dealings oh well i mean i can keep an eye out for him but like i said i haven't seen him i you know what i i really appreciate that uh and he hands you a business card that said, well, a police card. And it just says, Detective Daniel Oak, uh, criminal investigation. I'll uh, kind of hold it up in a thank you gesture and I'll put it in my, I'll open my messenger bag and slide it in one of like my notebooks or like my wallet or something. And uh, look back up to him, give him a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out for him. I'm sure, I'm sure he won't be too hard to miss if he is around. So you guys go about the rest of your day. Is there anything that you would like to do with your day, Britt? Well, um, I guess what Marcy would want to do is maybe check out, like, go to the library and, like, read books on marine biology and animal stuff and, like, maybe a book or two on criminal science to make sure she's keeping up with her studies. Okay, you do that. Make me a perception and alertness check uh difficulty six again oh my god this thing hates you yeah i don't i think the dice bot's mad that i called it out on its bullshit earlier that'll do it oh uh, yeah so you go about your day uh it's pretty boring uh in all honesty uh you research some stuff don't really see anything out of the ordinary you're even kind of keeping your eyes peeled to see if there's anything weird going on that day uh the sun sets and Everything seems as right with the world as it can be. Okay, um, I guess before going home, I'll put all the books back that I grabbed, and then on my way out, I will check out a book on uh, ghost stories. Okay. Uh, actually, question for you. Um, does Marcy live on campus, or does Marcy, like, rent a, like, a studio apartment in New York with her roommate? Because, like, you can have roommates, like, and in a dorm as well, you know? Yeah, I I would assume we are roommates off campus, so I could have a pet or two or four. You can totally have a pet on campus as long as you're fucking sneaky about it. But Marcy's not sneaky about stuff. I'm just saying, I had a friend who used to have rats on campus, we've had bunnies on campus, we've had snakes on campus, and literal dorms. You can totally do it as long as you know how to do it. Well, like I said, we'll probably be off campus plus, uh, we've had cats on I'm campus sure Fran- Francisca would appreciate off campus as well. Okay, um, it is it is off campus, but only to the point of you guys are maybe like an extra block or so away. Uh, You guys are basically still within walking distance. You're just not in the official college dorms. But because of that, you guys have quite a bit more freedom to do what you want there. So you go back and hang out, do whatever that college kids do. And eventually you probably fall asleep. Yeah. 
Sounds like a plan to me, I guess. <laughs> right. I mean, I assume we just took uh, Aaron home and I don't really know what we did afterwards. <laughs> Uh, well, is there anything you guys wanted to do afterwards while that, uh, Oliver, or I'm sorry, Liv is, uh, regaling the ghosts with the stories of your heroics the other night? Uh, like, I out of character know we, we don't have Julia tonight, but I think Cass would at least try to go and check on, um, Rose. Um, if, so, as, as a quick thing for you, when you go do that, uh, when you go in, because she, uh, she has taken the the loft above Vinny above Vinny's Vinny Pizzi. Yeah, we we're aware of that. <laughs> um, when you go into the room, you see that Rose is inside of a massive green cocoon. It is spooky and scary and definitely demonic and does not feel good uh, to be around. But you also know that this is part of her transformation. Like, there is something, like, primordial about, like, seeing this that, like, you know on, like, an atomic level that it's, like, this is something that has to happen. Cass is going to look at it and be like, well, that's terrifying. Um, well, fuck. I, sure, she's okay. It's great. Everything's fine. Angels. God. De demons. Yep. All great. All right. Going home. I'm going to scratch my forehead and just... Are, are you sh are you sure, Cass? This this place makes my head itch. Like maybe it's hurting her. We should uh. And there's a part of me that wants Lenny to be dumb and try to rip open the cocoon. But that is not a good call. And also, Julia yeah. is not here to stop anything. So yeah, that's that's why it's like ah yeah. I'm just gonna be like you sure, Cass, and then follow her out. Yep. Time to go home. She will emerge in time to be a beautiful whatever she's gonna be. It's fine. Just just like let it happen. Like a demonic butterfly. Yep. Butterfly. Sure. That's the word. Yeah. Oh, so I, she's I, she's just dreaming and talking to Okay. That makes she, sense. She she she's she's uh she's becoming her own type of baseball player. Remember when you Ho talked to God? Hopefully we get he, drafted to the same team. I have a feeling, no, but I think you guys are going to work together regardless. No, but also, yes. I, now, I might be a football player, but I don't, that, that's not how baseball works, Cass. It's not, but we're just, we're going to figure it out. We will figure it out. Are we going to start our own league? Probably at this point. Cass is just gonna kind of like reach up because she's super short and just kind of slowly grab Lenny's arm to kind of get him to go out of the, the building away from the demonic cocoon. That's the name of the episode. The gang makes a baseball team. Uh, we'll it, it, would, it would probably be something like PE 103. Oh yeah, we're doing classes. Even better. Yeah, I told Brendan I liked the idea of having uh, class names. So I thought it was kind of neat. I agree. It is Probability and statistics. 
that's for gambling. <laughs> yeah, and you gamble on baseball games. You can, yeah. What are you guys going to do? And also, Tyler, did you get that reference that I did for the ghosts? I unfortunately did not. What was the reference? Oh, dude, they're all just hanging out in there easy breezy. Shit. I don't get it. There's the comic book club instead oh, of the man. anime club. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. <laughs> oh, with the tall dude? The really tall girl? Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, the drawing one's like the, the super awkward one, and then the other one is the it's socialite like the, animator. Yeah. Yeah, the outgoing one. Oh, man. I had to rewatch Isoken. It was so good. Yep, nope, didn't get it. You would love that anime, Christina. We'll, we'll put it on the list. Good. Yes, you guys have now acquired the uh, the comic book club as allies. Ghostly comic book club. Who knows what kind of benefits they'll bring. I mean, I, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. Fair. I hope you would. Uh, once it once it stuff starts happening, it'll become more obvious what that it what the, the actual mechanical benefit is. But until it does, I'm not going to let you guys know what it does. That's fine. I'm just highlighting it in the notes. So, are you all going to get together for the rest of the night? Figure. Uh, and where do you guys want to go from here? I'm gonna text Oliver to be like, I'm gonna go check on Terry, because you know three days after a head injury. Oh, that reminds me. As we're, as we're leaving uh, uh, Rose's place, I'm gonna look up at Lenny and be like, so your friend Terry, he was able to see C Simple Man Freebird. Uh, how? He wasn't able to see Simple... So, he said doggy, but Simple Man Freebird said it was just a head injury talking. He... I don't think the head injury would be able to make him see a spirit. Knowing Terry reason, hitting his head might have activated a government microchip or something that lets him see ghosts. You never know with Terry. For for some reason, he can see Simple Man Freebird. So if you're going to go and see him, be careful. I know he's your friend, but just keep an eye on him, okay? Yeah, Terry's a smart guy. He'll be all right. I'm gonna message. Okay. I'm gonna message back, um, Lenny. Uh, do you want me to come along? Yeah, Cass said that I need to be careful, so I should probably bring y'all with me. I'll go with Question you. Mark? I got nothing better to do with my night. Uh, I think everything's closed down right now, unfortunately, and I'm not looking to throw some dice down with Lu with Lucky again. She's got nothing good left. Uh, she texts back to just text him the address. And, uh, I'll meet you there. Where is Terry's address? Terry, Terry has an address? <laughs> Terry, yeah, no, like, Terry has an address? He's a homeless person. Yeah. What street corner does he live on? Uh, he, he lives in the junction of an alleyway doing crack and talking to guys with guns nailed to their hands. <laughs> that one I got. <laughs> I didn't get that one. That'd be uh, Guns Akimbo. Haven't seen that one either. It's not very good, but it's also Look, very good. I'm I'm trying to burn through animes. I am like I just started Carol on Tuesday on the way home. 
but there's a lot I haven't seen. Guns Akimbo is a Daniel Radcliffe film. Yeah, you know Still the meme with uh, crazy Daniel Radcliffe in his pajamas holding up handguns? Yep, it's that That's one. That's where it comes from, yeah. Gotcha, okay, yes. Nope, haven't seen it. So I'm going to text Liv to just meet us in front of the building of the alleyway that leads to Terry's home. And I do that. Okay, so you know that uh, I actually had to pull up a uh, map of New York City. Um, you know that Terry most frequently uh, is in the Brooklyn Bridge Park. Then we're going to the park, guys. Uh, wait. Duh. I'm going to have Simple Man Freebird spend another essence to track Terry down. Okay. So it's going to take you guys a little bit to get from... Uh, question, because uh, this is actually important. Um, from the college, uh, do you, are you guys going to like just walk there, or are you guys going to take like the subway? I'll take what's the subway. The what's the time variables on each of those? Uh, subway is going to be way quicker. Are we talking like a, a half an hour to take the subway versus like four hours to walk? I can yeah, literally tell you in just a second. Fuck it, it's Len it's Lenny's friend. He can decide what how we're doing it. Yeah, we'll take the subway because who wants to walk through New York City? Peasants. I've never been to New York, so I kind of would love to walk in. That's fair. But that's me as Christina. <laughs> and we're not gonna jump the turnstile. Yeah, because that's terrible to do. We're gonna pay our fare. Um, sure. I imagine Cass jumps it and then Lenny pays hers anyways. Yep. Sounds right. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, it takes about walking. It's gonna take about twenty minutes. So the how long would it take on the subway? Uh, eight. Oh. Like I said, whatever Lenny wants to do, it's his friend. That that's a lot less of a time difference. Yeah, let's just walk, save some money. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize exactly where that uh, Long Island University was in regards to where that uh, the Brooklyn Bridge was, and it is a lot a lot closer than I thought it was. That's what that's why I was curious. Because I stayed back to talk to the Izokin kids, uh, I'm probably gonna take the subway. Okay, and then meet them there. Yeah. Okay. Also, I want to give you a chance to be wacky on a New York subway at nighttime. That's fair. Okay, so two things are going to be happening while that uh, you guys are going your different routes. Tyler, if you could roll me a percentile, and then uh, Christina and Cody, one of you choose who rolls a percentile. Your friend, Cody. Just a 1d100? Yeah, just a 1d100. Which, which rules are we playing by on percentiles, Brendan? Uh, the rules that I'm used to. Oh. Have fun with that, Tyler. Hey. I will. Cody and Christina, as you guys are traveling through the city, uh, Cody, you're... So can you just see through Simple Man's eyes? Yeah, pretty much. 
I see through his and he sees through mine. Okay, uh, something very interesting happens as it, you start approaching the uh, the edge of this uh, of the island here, um, because now you have a better look at like the Manhattan Island and everything like that. Yeah, since you guys are closer here now, you can actually see the Empire State Building and something really interesting that you notice uh, is going on there, uh, Cody. When you look at it specifically through Simple Man's eyes. Oh. There is an apple on top of the Empire State Building. A gigantic apple that takes up that entire antenna. Have you ever seen J the James and the Giant Peach movie? Yeah. I like that movie. <laughs> it's kind of like that, except an apple. Oof. And I'm guessing that apple is filled with worms. W-Y-R-M-S. It might be. Uh, it's a little hard to tell from this distance, but uh, the, the apple just from this distance, the apple just looks like an apple. Trust in Terry. I'm having World of the Darkness flashbacks with worms tough. Oh, yeah. So uh, that is what the, you see specifically, uh, Cody. Uh, Tyler, you taking the subway, you run into a bunch of weirdos that are coming out at night as the club scene is beginning to pop off. Uh, there's the car that you're in feels like by the way that people are dressing that no one can decide what decade that they're in. There is definitely at least two people in leather jackets with giant mohawks with uh, metal studs coming off of it that look like they're straight out of the, the 80s. Uh, there's someone in a fancy suit uh, talking to a girl in a cocktail dress. There is a what looks to be a homeless man in a grungy looking hoodie uh, curled up in a corner. Oh no. And... There is also, like, a hippie man with, like, dreads and stuff, clearly so, smoking. So what you're telling us is Tyler's on the New York subway. Yes, what I'm telling you is, is that Tyler is on the New York subway. Excellent. This episode of Exalted vs. World of Darkness was recorded with a full month apart for some of the parts, but the magic of audio editing lets us fix things in post. Magic. The theme song for this season is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crux. Other music in this episode was provided by Alexander Nakarada, Kevin McLeod, Jason Shaw, and Komiku. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends, give us a recommend when people ask about podcasts, and slam down that like button and maybe even leave a review. I'm told those all help with the mysterious computer algorithms. And who knows, maybe one day podcasting senpai will notice us. We're also on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, and if you have questions for us, you can hit us up at A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Finally, for making it this far into the episode, I saw that cool thing you just did, so take a stunt die for it. Music